Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we're here to talk about the fifth and sixth episode of Babylon 5 Season 1. That's Parliament of Dreams and Mind War. Um, we just saw them. Well, Adam, you've seen them a bunch of times. This is my first my mm-hmm. first time seeing these episodes. Steve couldn't be here today, but he did want to um, want me to convey his his absolute love of, of episode five. He was he was uh, deeply impressed by that episode. So before he likes even... he likes any any episode with Nagrath. He said he loves. So it was it was a given. He liked number five. <laughs> um, so yeah. So he was uh, he was a he was a big fan of that episode. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. Uh, uh, let, I guess let's just get right into it and talk about Parliament of Dreams. It's uh, sure. Uh, I should say we're working on a l- slightly more tight time frame today, so hopefully we'll be able to get to everything. And, uh, and we got up a little bit early, so hopefully we'll be alert enough to address <laughs> everything. I feel like I'm not remembering. Everything feels like it's in a haze right now. But the the episode is it, it's a really cool premise. It's basically uh, Jakar gets a message from a senator who has just died, and the senator says, you've got 48 hours before... All of you know before somebody comes and kills you. I just spent all my money on hiring somebody to kill you, and and uh, you know goodbye. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so Jakar is just sort of left to fret. And and initially you're like you're not even sure if it's a real thing. Like is the guy did the guy just do it to alarm him? But he he didn't actually hire anybody. It soon becomes very apparent that no, he, he did hire somebody. And all we know is it's someone very close to him. And 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 it's also done uh, when his new assistant comes, Natoth, right? So yes. so uh, so he's suspicious of her. And it's just it's a very cool episode. I really liked it. And we also have like a subplot um, with um, with uh, Catherine Sakay and, and Sinclair that that gets treatment kind of both in this episode and then I think in the next episode they get a little bit more. Uh, I don't know how long we're gonna how long she's gonna be part of the show, but. Uh, but it was interesting to see that kind of carry over into the next episode. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, she is she is a recurring character for a while. Okay. And, uh, uh, but yeah, we we actually have a, a third thread. We've, you know, like I said, you've got, you know, we're talking about the A B story. It's like you know, in this episode, last uh, last episode, but this one you've got, you know, both of those threads going through it. You've also got the whole religious festival oh. thing where everybody's showing off their religious beliefs too. So. Okay. Now I have a question which you might not be able to answer for spoiler reasons, but did okay. um did uh did did Sinclair get married at that ceremony without realizing it? Is that what, what happened? I can't say anything on okay. that. It's kinda of hinted at. Okay. But yeah. All right. It's, at first, I thought she was just flirting with him, and then when the and then when Catherine said uh, that it was a marriage ceremony, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe she just like married him on the sly for some reason. So, um, but yeah, so but that I don't know that it's funny because that plot I keep forgetting it until like something reminds me of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, well, it's it's kind of, it's kind of, I guess the reason why I usually have an A and a B plot when you add a C plot your brain can only hold two plots it's like that third <laughs> plot falls out of your head but, so but it was that but it was good because you did get a sense of like the different religions and things like that and so there were there was sort of like a, a enough building of 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 the world going on uh throughout the episode but yeah. um but yeah, no, I, I mean, but basically the reason that this episode is good is because there's that countdown clock on Jakar and he's got to get to the <laughs> bottom of it. And, 
and that's just what makes it such a good episode. I was, I was, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I really had a, a good time with that episode. Yeah, it's a good introduction to Natoth too. Just her, you know, reaction to you know all of his suspicion and everything. I find very entertaining in that episode. It's, uh, it's a good way to, to get get you know, their them off to a start as two characters that are interacting. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I like that. Uh, yeah, Catherine Sakai, uh, I, I feel like, you know, Sinclair and Sakai do not have the greatest chemistry in the world, so it's kind of a shame she's kind of introduced as the, the love interest for Sinclair, but uh, but on the whole, I, I like the character. I think I think she's a better character in uh, the next episode because, you know, she isn't kind of stuck, you know, in this weird, you know, love story thing. She's well, kind of off doing her own thing. But also, I thought the chemistry kind of worked because the idea is they're like, they're not like the best lovers in the world. <laughs> That's you know? true. So, so I kind of bought it because my reading of it was Sinclair is just something about his demeanor and he, he just doesn't, uh, he can only give so much to this woman, it seems. And, and so and that creates frustration on her side of the fence. And so it just was this, you know, this thing yeah. where they just inevitably... Uh, you know, unravel. One thing I liked about that 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 subplot, by the way, because they well, number one, I wanted to comment the the love scenes in this. I'm trying to remember, like, like and not, when I say love scenes, I mean like romantic scenes, like they're, they're yeah, not like yeah. passionate lovemaking or anything. But they always play like these sort of like like sustained synth chords in the background, and yeah. and it sounds like a little bit sleazy. You know what I mean? It's got like a, like a little bit of a sleazy tone, to it. and and so it keeps making me think of like 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 we're popping into Red Shoe Diaries, and I'm trying to remember is that like just how romantic moments in in TV sounded in the '90s, or is it or is Babylon Five specifically veering into that that sort of Red Shoe Diaries soundtrack territory, like? Well, on the soundtrack, the soundtrack's by Christopher Frankie, who's uh from uh you know, Tangerine Dream. So, you know, you do have a very synthy soundtrack going on with this show. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I can't specifically, re- I mean, I remember a lot of the soundtrack. I can't specifically remember the, uh, the music in those scenes, but. Go, go back uh, and watch them. And, and, and because <laughs> like, it's like, just like a sustained chord, but like, it's got the, I don't know. It's got like this foggy vibe to it that you can like, you can sort of like smell the wine and 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 see the and see the candlelight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's just yeah, got like a little bit yeah. of a sleazy tone. To it. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Maybe it's just some weird association I have. But 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 <laughs> too many episodes of Red Shoe Diaries. No, no, yeah. I, hopefully not. But like I think it was. I, I I think it just. I don't know. It just sounds. It's got that sort of sound. Do you know what I mean? It's got that sort of like. Uh, and, and and to be honest, yeah. I don't even remember if the Red Shoe Diaries soundtrack sounded that way. I'm just imagining it sounding that way. Like that's oh, like I a, know exactly that's like, what you're that's saying. Like, yeah. It just has this vibe to it. But uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I just I, but I would be curious in, in your opinion um, because they're 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 like romantic scenes. But they but but I don't know. It's just like 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 it's like one step away from like the saxophone coming in. And do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> But but the other thing yeah. the, the thing I liked about it is the uh, the clothing uh, the formal clothing that they were not the formal but like the dress clothing for um, when they went out to dinner I don't I mm-hmm. hadn't really noticed it the last time 
uh, Sinclair went to dinner, so I don't know if they changed costumes or if this is consistently how they've had things look. But but he was basically wearing like a suit, and and it was just it just looked like several decades ahead of you know what I mean. It, it didn't it didn't seem that it, a lot of times in these shows the 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 <laughs> the, 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 the clothes they choose for the future don't seem like like they just don't they look like somebody imagining the future but not like how somebody just trying to be comfortable in a time period would actually would dress. dress yeah yeah and so i i thought that that had a really good look it was just like a suit with like oh the collar's just a little bit high or something and the waiter had something similar like oh there's there's clearly a fashion thing going on there but it's still clearly like a suit yeah yeah i think i think on the whole babylon 5 does a really really good job with the wardrobe i mean compared to a lot of shows i mean you know it's it's a low budget show and they've got to work with what they've got but they uh they do they do a great job because yeah i mean it on the whole a lot of the uh a lot of the casual clothing is is pretty realistic Mm. and uh so yeah i agree with you on that and uh, let's see what other elements do we have in this episode. So yeah, so we get the uh, you mentioned the the Minbari ritual, which may or may not be a wedding. Um, we uh, have the uh, yeah, and, uh, you know we had we had Lanier show up, but I, Lanier hasn't really done anything noteworthy at this point. So okay. and. But... Uh, and I, 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 I like the way it ended, by the way. I like the, uh, I like the, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I like Natoth. Uh, so I forget what they called them, pain, what were they called, pain spikes? Pain, pain givers. Pain that givers. Was that was the term, it. yes. Pain givers. <laughs> so she, she's beating the crap out of him just to get the pain givers off of him. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. That was a nice, yeah. that was a nice little touch. She, she I, had to I, make it look convincing, too. And so. I liked the assassin. Like, I liked his personality. Yeah. He had a real sort of efficient, precise way of doing things. And and I liked what I liked his comeuppance in the end. I thought that. And also, you got to say, they, they kind of built that whole, like, the assassin's organization and then all this stuff that's that's out there. And, 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 there's, and, and they hinted a bit at Jakar's past, too. So like, yeah. like the reason he doesn't like the, you know like the reason he can't just like ask for help is he doesn't want he doesn't want to have to explain why this guy wants to kill him. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, Jakar's got a really really shady past, and uh, and of course it, you mentioning the comeuppance too. It's like Jakar being that kind of person. He's not going to kill the assassin. He's gonna he's gonna set up an elaborate terrible revenge for him because yeah. that's just just the way Jakar is. And, <laughs> and once like... once again, I got to say that this was so I Claudius a lot of this like this very it, like really <laughs> you know not the countdown clock necessarily, but like the whole like you know the, the senatorial sort of uh you know backstabbing mm-hmm. type that that very felt very i claudius to me um, yeah i i like the way you uh you know with the with the with the alien ambassadors it's like you've got their interaction with their opposing ambassadors on babylon 5 they've all got their stuff at home they've got to deal with at the same time it just gives the show a lot of angles to work with on stories and uh and so the the next episode was Mind War, and mm-hmm. that was that was quite that. The thing that's cool too is I, I find that the episodes really do kind of change things up enough that it's not like you're just going from one like episode to another like episode. And this one, this one really is more about 
what is it? Is it Psycor? Is that the name of the organization that? Uh, yeah, the Psycor. We, we learn a lot more about the Psycor. Yeah. And uh, and so there's like a, a guy who's what's the what's the uh, the psychic's name in uh, in the series? I, I keep forgetting her name. Uh, Talia. Talia. She uh, her her like former instructor are basically comes to Babylon Five and uh, is is running from Psycor and he's been. Dr- very changed by uh by some by some experiments and and uh and and we're not sure like he, he tells her a bunch of stuff about what psychor is up to it sounds like psychor is basically taking over the government um which which again it's funny too because uh uh i think well i'll hold off on that but 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 it was it okay was, it was the, i i there's there's a star, some star trek stuff i wanted to connect it to but i want to wait to see how this pans out before i I, okay, I make you're not going to go out on a limb yeah. here. But, no, uh, no, yeah. I'm going to wait. <laughs> um, I don't want to jump the gun because it just showed up this episode. But okay, but but I I liked that it was uh I, I liked that it was um uh uh Walter Koenig paying him or no? What was that? No, 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 no. Oh, oh yeah, the Walter Koenig thing I thought was great. So I the, we we get to see Chekhov as uh as yeah. the, as he's not the head of the Psycor, but he's like a really high up secret police guy right yeah psychops is what they're called they're the people that they're the people that make sure the uh the the psychics are uh you know obeying the rules so so that was a big surprise to me i was not expecting to see star trek people and this isn't the star trek tissue i was taught i I had another thought that yeah sort of just discombobulated me but but uh no the, the i was not expecting to see people from that franchise in this show i uh maybe like minor people doing like if some guy played a Klingon twice, I wouldn't be surprised, but, but seeing like main cast members, I would have thought they would be like, no, don't go on that show. Like that's another franchise. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, there is, there is, there is a little bit of, uh, infighting that happens later in the series, but with, with casting, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get into that when we get there. But, uh, but yeah, for the most part, it's pretty open though. And, uh, and, and, uh, yeah, and there are, there are a number of Star Trek writers, prominent Star Trek writers that show up like original series, Star mm-hmm. Trek writers that will write for the show at points, but, 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 but I, yeah, I, 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 I'll go on. Sorry. Go on. What oh, no, I was going to say, I liked his introduction. I liked how he came in. He didn't really like, cause they're psychics. They kind of like intimidate people by coming in and just getting right in their <laughs> head. Cause like, I guess yeah. the, 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 the psychops can break all these rules since they, they need them to, they basically need those muscles to be good. I'm assuming. So they let them kind of do things that normal, normal people in the core can't do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, they've spent, they spent the earlier episodes setting up Talia's got all these rules. She's got to follow and everything. And now they bring in these two and it's like, Oh, these guys don't even have to obey all those rules, that, mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes them a lot more intimidating. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's 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 an interesting thing because yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you mentioned every episode being different. I, I you know, revisiting season one again, it, it you know, it does a good job of of you know, pretty much every episode, even if it's not part of like the ongoing plot, you know, it, it's laying out some point, you know, some aspect of the universe or kind yeah. of getting a feel for the setting as it goes on, you know, yeah. and this, and most of the stuff you're learning about the setting is going to matter later when you get into the, the big story really taking off. Mm. So, 
but but it was also good like it didn't it didn't it's it's interesting that they were able to have this big conflict between and what was uh bester is the name of the uh the sci the psychop right which is yeah a, a really yeah. good name that's like i mean it's it's very on the nose but but it yeah was, it's it's very good and and uh yeah I, I like, of course I, it's a reference to alfred bester but uh but but, 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 just... I, but i like that they can have the uh uh have that that level of conflict with him but not have them have to kill him off or something do you mean like yeah yeah exactly it's like uh it's not i don't think it's a spoiler to say that bester is a recurring character on the show it's uh he you know like i said he he gets to stick around and he will he will be back (laughs) well and it's funny because at first i didn't even believe it was him i thought uh because especially when they didn't have him speaking I was like, oh, yeah. that that looks like Chekhov. That's that that's Walter Koenig. And and I was like, well, wait, no, but, you know, because it's it, this is like 1994, and and I what, and so I was like, oh, like maybe they just got a guy that really looks like him because they're not having him talk. And so 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 it's you know I was I was I was reluctant to believe it was even him at first. And, um, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I liked the episode. I, I liked I liked the whole uh, thing between Talia and. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who... Uh, uh, Jason. Jason. I, I like their their whole thing. I like what he becomes. That's very Arthur C. Clarke. It's very sort of City yeah. in the Stars, Childhood is End, 2001. This sort of... Uh, he sort of becomes this next stage of humanity type being that is um, uh, non-physical and, and, and basically pure mind, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's like right out of Clarke. That's... that's you know, to me, that's like my, it's one of my favorite recurring things in Arthur C. Clarke stories. And, and I'm glad to see it at work here because that, that also kind of, I can, it, 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 it opens up a lot of possibilities for the, for the setting, I think, if they're going to go there. It does. And I, I like that, you know, it comes close to the Star Trek trope of the person who beget becomes, you know, more than human. But in just about every time original Star Trek did it, the person becomes evil at the same time. Yeah. And it's like he becomes he becomes a danger because he's got all this power. But he isn't in any way like I've gone mad with power and I will be a god and rule you all. He just kind of he just wants to get away and you know, ascend to this other, other version of existence and, 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 you know, do as little harm as possible. So I thought that was a, a more fresh way of doing it. Well, and again, and I think that's very Clark. I think Clark had a much yeah. more benevolent view of, of that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, and, uh, and I mean, and, and it's such a recurring theme with him. So I, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's like, that's a nod to Clark in my, in my book. Um, oh yeah, but Clark but, is is definitely an influence on this show. It's not a. I don't think it's any coincidence. I mean, it's, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's just so, a coincidence. So then, I mean so then there's that. There's also that the the Clark's law, like um, you know, like any sufficiently advanced technology will be indistinguishable from magic. Is that something that we can expect in the show? Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll get some of that in the show. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I I think it's uh I I think that it's uh. Uh, this was this is, I mean, I, I have a feeling that it's not going to be everybody's favorite episode, but this is probably my favorite episode so far, largely because of how it ends. That was uh, uh, I, I really like that, and yeah, and I like that that um, that Talia gives her a gift, and 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 I guess we can spoil it. She gets like telekinesis, 
But they were yeah. like they they kept they were talking about that the whole episode. So it really it really pays off when he gives that to her. Do you know what I mean? It like it yeah, worked. if it, you know the psychor has been trying to create this stable telekinetic, and then he just gives to the gift to this person that's working against you know the psychops, yeah. you know secretly. So it's uh, yeah, it, you know after they've set that up in a. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good episode all around, I think, because I mean, the uh, yeah, and, oh, actually, too, the telekinesis scene, I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I could be imagining it, but I am certain the scene of her pushing the coin along the table is a reference to the last scene of his, of a Russian science fiction movie from 1979 by Tarkovsky called uh, called Stalker. And uh, it's just. It's just so similar to that scene. Okay. I'm like, it's gotta be, it's I, gotta be a reference. I haven't seen Stalker, so I, I, I'll take your word for it. But that, I mean, because I, because I saw that, I was, it's, there was also like eerie music playing in the background of that scene. So I was thinking, like, you know, but, like, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, um, yeah, I, we haven't even talked about the other plot line with Catherine Sky too, wanting to go survey that, that planet. That was cool. That, that that was a cool plot because uh, yeah, because Jakar <laughs> really gets to shine as an interesting character in that. He he like basically she's well, she hit the big time in the previous episode, right? Like she because she's like a like what a scouter or su- like she surveys planets. Is that that yeah, what her job is? Yeah. So so she so one of these planets that she surveyed had like like rich resources or something so she got fabulously wealthy and now she's getting these big time contracts and she goes i can't remember the name of the planet but it's one that is in like contested space and jakar basically comes up to her and is like you know that place is really dangerous you shouldn't go there and you're thinking oh oh jakar you're up to your old tricks of yeah uh, and uh and and uh and 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 she goes and he and because she doesn't believe him and 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 she 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 nearly gets uh, killed, uh, but he he sent two military planes basically to rescue her. I don't think yeah. the question of him orchestrating all that still has completely been removed from my mind though, because I know Jafar <laughs> well enough to know like well maybe he just really planned ahead and and that thing, you know but uh, but his explanation was it was very interesting. He basically she encountered something that was so ancient and and vast that to them uh to it they're basically like ants and yeah and so that brings us back to the clarkian kind of thing mm-hmm. of it being so advanced that it's it's almost magical mm-hmm. and uh, and and it's nice too because i mean it it ties in with the other plot lines the other plot line is this human kind of ascending to being this this thing and then at the same time sakai's having this encounter with this other billions of year old race supposedly mm-hmm. that it's just something we, we, we just can't understand that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I like that, but I, I did like sort of, and again, I'm not 100% sold that this is that this is like sincere or not, but we seem to be mm-hmm. seeing another side of Jakar. And so I thought that was nice. But but I'm still very skeptical because he's so, you know, he's so... He's, he's, he's Jakar. Yeah, he's got his, he's got his style. Um, yeah, I, I like I like Jakar's kind of explanation for it. It's like, well, you know, I could just be doing it to get an angle because the captain likes you and he'll owe me a favor, or you know, maybe I just maybe I did do it to be nice. You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> could be either way. But okay. yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nice. I I, I you know, it, it is this is just a great episode because both plot lines kind of they they are thematically similar without feeling the same in any way. Well, the other thing that I like too about it is, um, is the 
the, 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 when, when, when Jason is explaining like what Psycor was doing and why they're trying to create a telekinetic and he talks yeah. about and she's imagining like oh like they're gonna like try to knock spaceships out of the sky or something he's like no think <laughs> smaller think smaller he's like <laughs> yeah. I want them to move small things he's like all you need to do is like be able to pinch somebody's artery and kill them and you're like the perfect assassin you know like nobody can detect it um, yeah so I, I thought that was was very very interesting you know way to to think of telekinesis strategically and tactically like it it, it uh and and it you know it's like oh yeah you just close the airway or you know who knows what you know insert a small piece of grain into the vein like anything any you know <laughs> tiny little thing um but but yeah so it was and 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 again i because the whole thing is framed where he's going under these experiments and 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 Psycor's explanation is he's developing paranoia and all this stuff. Uh, you don't know how much of his, uh, how many of his accusations are real or not. Do you know what I mean? Like because he yeah. accuses the Psycor of taking over the government and all these things. I suspect that's what's going on. But there is that 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 possibility that he it was just you know part the pro, the process made him paranoid and he was seeing things that weren't real. So. Yeah, yeah, it can go either way. And, uh, though, though I'm inclined after his ascension into into non-physical uh, existence, that is probably he probably wasn't paranoid. He probably was being honest. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, this is this is a notable episode without a doubt. I'm not surprised it's your favorite so far. It. Uh, it, it you know i mean the it's you know it, it just it just has a lot of scope to it mm-hmm. and uh it's because uh, i mean i i think you know i think i think parliament of dreams is on one level i i think it's probably i find it more entertaining just because it's a, it's one where jakar really gets a lot to do and he it's it's, it's the first real episode where jakar gets a significant amount of time on screen mm-hmm. And but but Mind War I, I think is the is the more notable episode of the two. Well, we yeah, and I, I did. There was a nice scene in in uh, Parliament of Dreams where Jakar is planning his dinner, and yeah, I, I thought that was nice. That was a nice touch because I you kind of always wonder about that, like what what does somebody eat? What are they, you know? And, and they they did some interesting things with the meal, um, and uh, and he, and he, and, he, and he never really had the satisfaction of enjoying it. So <laughs> it, it kind of kept you antsy do you know because you're waiting for him to enjoy it he, he never really i know does. he never does yeah yeah after the revelation there's assassin coming to get him he's there's no way he can't enjoy the meal now <laughs> <Yeah>. but uh <laughs> i know when i went re-watching that episode it's like you know when, when he when he's you know when he, he's like refuses to play the data crystal and kicks Tupari out you know and then then he starts to eat again i'm like eat it eat it you know eat it you're not going to enjoy it after you play that then he, he puts his meal down and plays the data it's like no no you've ruined your meal you should have enjoyed it first yeah. but yeah it's it, it's a good tension in that scene i agree it's yeah. uh <laughs> But, yeah, uh, I, I I I like the uh, the way the show gives characters moments, you know, because I mean, there's there's no plot significance to that whole meal preparing at all, but it just it just it just fleshes out the characters, makes the show a lot more entertaining. 
No, and I just found I was interested in it. I was like, you know, what's that? What kind of meat is that that he's got on the plate? What, you know, <laughs> yeah. is, he, is he not cooking those crustaceans? Like, what's going on? You know, it was, it was, I thought it was, uh, it, it, you know, I don't know. It just looked, it looked nice. It looked like a, it looked like a, sometimes space food looks totally not believable or fake. And sometimes yeah. it works. And this seemed, this was like a meal that kind of worked for me. I was like, yeah, I can see him eating that stuff. So yeah, it looked it looks kind of good actually. Yeah. It's like wow, that's <laughs> well, but uh, yeah, and the uh, yeah, of course the crustaceans. You're like, how does this meal all fit together? Does he like have those as a chaser? Do you yeah. have those? Do you like, you know, it's it's yeah, it's 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 a complicated arrangement, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I, uh, I I I I think it's uh, it's a good like I said, it's a good introduction for Natath as well. And uh, so yeah, like I said, we get three three new notable, four new notable characters because Bester too. There's so there's four four characters that will be significant ongoing that all get introduced just through these two episodes. Hmm. So the cast is the cast is growing, and uh, yeah, and it's it's, a, it's an episode where someone goes somewhere else too. I mean, Catherine goes off to Sigma nine five seven, so you know we get away from Babylon 5 for a bit for something something other than going off to fight raiders which is and, the usual excuse they've had for leaving so far and I kind of like her character I mean we haven't had a lot of mm -hmm. her yet so I don't know what, but she's kind of got like a little bit of grit to her that's that's uh, entertaining and, and yeah. she's not like a I don't know she, sometimes you sometimes you have these like sort of annoying love interest characters and she doesn't feel like that kind of character um so no she's believable she's got her own life and you know it's like and she, she's a good recurring character because she goes off and does stuff all the time and then she can come back to babylon 5 and it makes sense it's uh but yeah i i i i think she is a, this is this is a good a really good episode for Catherine sakai so uh so we're coming on the 30 minute market and like i said we're we're, we're tighter yeah. for time than normal so i'm gonna have to end the episode here um We'll be back on uh, later in the week with more Shaw Brothers, and I, I know we're going to do some classic Who as well. And, and you and I have been talking about Heaven and Hell, which we'll hopefully yeah. be doing at some point in the near future. Um, so, uh, so you know, we'll uh, we'll be back on, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah.